This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I am joined once again by Sarah Levine. Hi, Sarah. Hello, how's it going? Good. Obviously, always love having you on. Host of Not Another True Crime podcast. Woo! Betches meme queen extraordinaire. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, you know, kind of a, a low-key Bravo fan. Oh my God, a, bit, a high-key Bravo fan. I also just have to say, at the top, doing a live podcast show for Not Another True Crime podcast, it's Sunday at Union Hall in Brooklyn, so you can get tickets at betches.co slash NATC live. But we won't be talking about Bravo, although we have talked about the Bravo frauds before, so who well, knows? And if you if you are a regular mention at all listener, then you also know Danny Murphy, another favorite recurring guest, and you know, it'll be a, a fun time. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this because the Erica fraud stuff got brought up again last night. And oh I was like, my I God. cannot believe this lady. Erica is really, this season, it's like, I feel like she's the one who's bringing it up the most. Agree. It's it's surprising to me because I felt like last season, kind of the whole thing was like, why are we talking about this again? (laughs) Sutton, shut the fuck up. And now I feel like she's the one that's like, I've been cleared of everything, victims, uh, maybe there aren't victims. That and it's was like- <laughs> wild to me. I was trying to explain that to my boyfriend. I was like, her husband embezzled money from these victims and like they clearly don't have the money and he maybe funneled it into her account. And now she's saying like, well, maybe they got their money this whole time. And I'm like, and what? They just started a lawsuit for fun? Like what? Yeah, This the the way we got into that conversation was funny because it's like, the morning in La Quinta and <laughs> Kyle's calling 911 to get their mimosas delivered to the house, which I'm like, okay, Dorit, do we have a problem with Kyle making a 911 joke? But yeah, um, yeah. But then they're all just like, wow, it's been a year since that the LA Times article, because of course that was last year at La Quinta when Sutton <laughs> was like, I'm the only one who read the article. And Erica's like, yeah, it's been a fucking year. I've been dragged through the mud for something that I not only did I not do, but maybe it didn't even happen. Like, yeah, that's the defense you're going with. Okay. It's just like, it's obviously I know that there are certain things that haven't been admitted to or like Tom, maybe, I mean, now he probably can't like remember anything, but like, I know that he hasn't necessarily admitted to doing all of this stuff. So it's still like alleged, but it has never really felt like the part that's up for debate is like, were people scammed? Right. I, I thought that was kind of a given. I, it was like, did Erica know about it? Exactly. And I don't really have a problem with Erica defending herself and saying, I didn't know about it. Yeah. But now for her to sort of out of the blue bring up the like, well, Garcelle, maybe the reason I didn't show compassion is because all these people were lying. It's like, wait, if you're going to yeah, bring that up, like, there's got to be some, there's got to be some like, 
evidence or like a paper trail there like that you, you can't just like that throw that out there so easy to debunk like did the money go to their accounts yes or no it's like that other th- the other sound in real house of salt lake city where lisa's like it's a yes or it's no a- <laughs> <laughs> it, oh let me think about that it's a yes or no yeah <laughs> like you know did they pay it out or did tom just funnel it into erica jane inc or whatever the name right was? and it, it still feels like for whatever reason she thinks it makes her look better no. to call cast dispersions and call into question all of these details that yeah. for most people, I think even people who are think Erica is mostly innocent when it comes to like knowing about stuff. Right. I don't think the people that think Erica didn't know are saying the victims are lying. Like that right. seems like a really a big stretch and it just makes her look even like it makes her look heart heartless all over again to be like, they were probably lying. Yeah, I know. She's she's pretty horrible, I gotta say. <laughs> she also, she just like thinks she's a comedian this season. Yikes. Like when she was on Watch What Happens Live a few weeks ago and she's like cracking jokes. And then this episode when she's like, I've lived here a year, finally figured out the thermostat. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Like, like, I think she thinks like that kind of stuff makes her like softer and more likable. And it's like, you, you're, you're still just I seem think, kind of out of touch. Yeah. Just, just saying like, I didn't actually have it that hard would do a lot of good for that image. Yeah. 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 But, um, so crystal, this is the morning after crystal has left the La Quinta house in, you know, an emotional state after the, all the stuff with last year got brought up again, Garcelle, um, blossoming into a really great housewife plays producer and calls crystal and is like just come back to the house for 10 minutes we have to have this talk <laughs> My and, God. Um, so crystal comes back um and everybody seems to be kind of confused or like trying to figure out why she had this reaction the night before and it, you know, Kyle's like, oh, well, I, you know, I think, I think that she was mad that, that we cared more about Dorit's emotional thing and we're comparing it. And Erica says that she was triggered by them not validating Sutton's feelings. Oh and my God, who, everybody's triggered. I'm confused. <laughs> How, what did Erica have to do with this? I oh know. I, I know. Like, I feel like Erica in certain moments is like trying to be the voice of reason. And then she's like talking about victims lying and it's like, oh, we're yeah. back to square zero. <laughs> totally. My boyfriend was like, so which one of these is like actually a good, person and I was like like a good nice person and I was like maybe Garcelle but like it's nobody like, that's not really the point yeah it's not the point but I'm also like there's nobody who's just like the nice one I guess Garcelle yeah I, if you're just the nice one I don't think you really like stick around on house that's very true that's but very um true. But yeah, so Crystal comes and she says that she felt last year that there was this campaign to negate how she was feeling. And Dorit brings up again her comment the night before about the group of women not feeling like a safe space. And I get that Dorit is in a very fragile place right now. We're clearly seeing that. However, I think Dorit is misunderstanding the idea of a safe space. Yeah, I agree. Crystal is not implying that her like physical safety is in jeopardy yeah. in the way that Dorit's was when she was held at gunpoint. And I think Dorit is like trying to draw a connection there. That's like a little bit in bad faith. I agree. And I think a lot of these women just really like, I mean, they all just tone police crystal and like nitpick at her wording. And I don't get what that's about. I mean, sometimes I'm like, well, could I see their side of her word choice being a little dramatic, especially when she plays the like, 
I have a secret, but I can't tell you what it is game. Yeah. Like that aspect I understand, but like feeling violated when someone barges into your room, I think is a perfectly apt way of describing it. Yeah. Like they, I don't, this tone policing is really weird. It rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between like you, you use the word dramatic and I think that's like an appropriate thing to say. Like maybe you were a little dramatic when you described something, but that doesn't mean you like used an inappropriate word or were like so so overstating what happened. It's like, if you can look like, if you look up in the dictionary, what violated means or what safe space, you know, like all of this stuff, it's yeah. like, she's not misspeaking. She just is choosing words that other people are having reactions to. Right. And I kind of wonder if there's a reason that they're not just like accusing her of being dramatic and they're instead going for this, like nitpicking word angle. Like, I don't know what that's made of. Yeah. But so you mentioned the, what she says about the Sutton's dark comments. Mm-hmm. So she says that last year there was this campaign um, to downplay her feelings. And Chris or Garcelle brings up, she says that she felt like it was this calculated thing when she said like, oh, you're that girl who doesn't see color to Sutton. And I did feel like it was a little bit out of left field for Garcelle to same to bring this up. But then Crystal's immediate reaction is to say, well, y- you weren't there, so you don't have the full context. And before I made that comment to Sutton, Sutton had said this dark stuff that kind yeah. of precipitated that. And it's, re- I mean, in as much, we don't know what Sutton theoretically said so it's hard to really like have a take on this like before they even had that conversation with kyle because i'm like why don't we just roll the tape like exactly it's a little bit like roll footage if there is footage and but then as a viewer not knowing what crystal is saying that sutton said it's hard for me to really have an opinion on whether dark is the right word to describe it or whether it's kind of relevant information in the moment But, I mean, Crystal is really adamant that this kind of, whatever Sutton said would explain her comment to Sutton, but then she's also really adamant that she's not going to share what that was. And so it kind of puts puts us as the viewers and I think all the other women in the group in a really awkward position because, I mean, Garcelle is like, Sutton's my BFF. If she said, like, a racial slur, I would like to know. Yeah. But Crystal isn't even really saying, like, She's not even really like hinting at what yeah, said. she just said it was problematic, which I mean, can run the gamut from so many things. And right. I can understand the women's frustration because you can't make an informed decision on something where you don't have the information. So I also kind of feel, but then it's like, you should trust people when they make accusations like that. So it's kind of like a, it's exactly. kind of a tricky place to be in. Exactly. And that that's the thing watching it and trying to be trying to sort of like parse out the exact dynamic it's like i don't think that crystal is like so wrong and like making shit up to make sutton look bad because yeah i mean crystal clear- i think sutton kind of did that on her own that yeah season. And, and crystal has said that she and sutton are good now that's part of why she doesn't want to totally air out all of this stuff because yeah. she doesn't she's not trying to throw sutton under the bus she felt like this was kind of the way to defend herself when garcelle accused her of doing this like setup. Although one thing that I did think was very funny was in Crystal's talking head when she goes, Garcelle saying I set Sutton up is a very big accusation. If you're accused of murder and like she goes right into it, it was so, I was like, oh my right. God, lady, relax. Right. It's like, okay, the burden of proof. She's exactly. Like, I mean, I 
Yeah, I mean, th- it's an analogy, which we don't know. I just thought it was funny like... that you're going from like this this comment to murder. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. She's like, if I if I if if I hit somebody with my car, it's like what what? <laughs> right. Like, why does it need to go there? Yeah. And it, it just is like it kind of sets a strange tone. And then we bring this back from La Quinta to Sutton's store because of course. <laughs> You know Kyle's not going to let a group event go by without bringing this up again yeah. with with Sutton and Garcelle and Crystal all in the room. But yeah, it's just like there's kind of it's like there's this like mysterious package in the middle of the room and you are it's like okay, like we can't we're not allowed to open it, but now we have to like acknowledge that it's there. Right. It's very big like I have a secret but I can't tell you what it is energy, so I get why the women are annoyed. Yeah. And like, and then Sutton's, Sutton's reaction when it comes up at her party is very like, no, it's all good. It's all good. Like we don't, we don't need to talk about it. We're all being positive that you open the can of worms, but it's expired. So, so there's no point in saying it. And like, I, I mean, from a self-preservation angle, I do understand that response. She's like, go girl, Crystal, you don't have to say it. Yeah. I don't, that makes it almost a little tougher because it's like, then if Sutton did say something bad, it's like it would it would benefit her for it not to be out there. Yeah, that's for sure. This cast also just I feel like Beverly Hills tends to have a lot of this stuff where it's like you're talking about something that was said off camera or some yes. drama that happened, you know, when the cameras weren't there or when it wasn't during filming. And there's been this like social media drama this week between like Rinna and Kathy's assistant. I and they're saw like, that. Were they? She like posted just, his phone number, and then yeah. he posted hers as retaliation. Like, it's like, what are we? Rena has gotten. These I think are weird. she's like descended into a lot of social media messiness that I think used to feel a little bit more fun, and now it's just kind of like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it went from like cheeky like comments by celebs to now like, wait a second, why are you like doxing people? Right, and being. I feel like there's a. There's a big gap between commenting something a little like cheeky and shady on somebody else's post or like, you know, alluding to something in a story versus like straight up being like, this person is a scum and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to post texts from that make them look bad. It's like, it just feels like Lisa Rinna shouldn't really need to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like she shouldn't either. Just, just. Do your dancing videos, girl. We love them. <laughs> I know it is. It is sad to hear in this episode that her mom is not doing oh, well yeah, in the song hospice, so and we know sad. that she ended up passing away, which yeah. I'm sure we'll see more of on the season. But it is tough, and like the Dorit, the Dorit stuff. It's just like it is so intense. Like the scenes with her and PK. I love. I can't even lie. I love her and PK now. Like PK used to feel so like distasteful, and now <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I love this little. British man. Oh my God. I actually, so I had only started watching Beverly Hills last season. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't think I really missed anything. So yeah. I tried to watch half the like Denise Richards season and then got bored midway through. So <laughs> I think I had all the context, but yeah, I do like Dorit and PK. Um, although I, yeah, I mean, I like them together. I don't get as much of Dorit's fake accent as everybody has hyped it up to be on social media is my only thing. Okay. Maybe it's maybe she's toned it down a little bit. She must have because so I I pick on it up on it like a tiny bit, but it's not nearly as bad as like I thought going in. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, I want a fake accent. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's like I think 
like people who have watched the show since she was on, I think it's like become this thing in your mind. Yeah. Where it's like the, um, I know you listen to watch what crap yes. sometimes and like the way they do it is like so heightened. So funny. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, and like, um, Sutton and Diana have this scene together and Diana's talking about how her accent is kind of like a, like a, I don't know what's the word. Like it kind of gets to her sometimes if people make fun oh, of that, gotcha. of like how she grew up. Like it is kind of interesting to hear her take on that. Cause I don't know. It's like, Oh, like having an accent is fun. And like it, it, it makes sense that for somebody who's been through stuff like her, like she could kind of have residual trauma, I guess from that. Yeah, for sure. I get it. Have you, are you familiar with EMDR therapy that Dorit uh, does in this episode? No, that sounded, yeah, it sounded almost like emergent therapy. It was pretty, it looked pretty intense. It did look intense. I want to know more about like this woman that comes to your house and is and, like, like scares the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, do you know what it stands for? I Wait, I looked it up. Let me, eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing. Okay, that was not what I I was going to go with like electromagnetic something, but okay. But okay, so this one of the the first question that comes up when you google it is why is EMDR so controversial? Which of course oh, I'm like, oh, no. give me the tea. Of course they did it on the real housewives, <laughs> of course. Um so this article which is from good goodtherapy.org. Oh. Don't quote me. Um, <laughs> there are polarizing beliefs when it comes to eye movement, blah, blah, blah. On one end, it is viewed as a, as an A-plus cure-all treatment for mental health symptoms. Okay, that's so... On the other, critics see it as a treatment akin to modern-day snake oil. Okay. <laughs> on the one hand, it'll cure all your problems. On the other hand, maybe it's a total scam. It temporarily slows your overstimulated amygdala down and synchronizes your brain waves, helping you process the traumatic memory. Mm. I mean, they would go after some pseudoscience on the Real Housewives. Yeah, I feel like, like all their therapy is always just fake anyway. I yeah, I'm I almost would rather see this like misty woo woo like treatment yeah. than like somebody like couples therapy where it's just like. I think you should talk to each other. Like, yeah. At least here there's like some like funky science going on. I agree. I love it. <laughs> her, her amygdala's being stimulated. Love it. Uh, I do. I do hope that she can, uh, she can feel better. Well, the other thing is though, she's like, I really just want to put this past me. And I'm like, Dorit, it's been like two days. Like give yourself a break. Oh my God. I know. And, and I, I had mixed feelings also when she showed up to Sutton's event and was like, pissed off that there was press there yeah and that part i didn't get i was like i mean maybe it would have been nice for sutton to like give her a heads up or be like oh you can come in this back way and like avoid the press but it's like i don't think sutton was supposed to like not have press at her event you're also on a reality show so you're already engaging with press like that part i don't really understand <laughs> right, like, she's like literally simultaneously as you're at this event she's like this is where I draw the line. I filmed tw uh, 12 times, yeah. including an overnight trip since this robbery, but I will I will not speak to TMZ. Yeah, like what? <laughs> on a two foot red carpet, I will not yeah, avoid <laughs> some like fashion blogger. Okay? Right, like it, it, it's like Daily Buzz TV dot Facts. dot whatever. Dot <laughs> <laughs> UK, whatever. Right, this yeah. wasn't like Good Morning America. No. Yeah, it wasn't even like TMZ ambushing you in the parking lot. It was just like, oh, you don't have to walk this red carpet if you don't want <laughs> just to. Skip the skip mini the step, step and, repeat. and repeat. Exactly. <laughs> 
Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week, grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Okay, I think we should transition to Real Housewives of Dubai. Yes. Because I know you watched this premiere. I sure did. I've seen it twice now. Oh my God. And so I have a lot of thoughts. I'm sure you have some thoughts. First of all, what's what's your overall just impression after this first episode? And did you have you been excited for this show or were you kind of like, yeah, I guess I'll watch it? Actually, neither. I probably wouldn't have watched it if I hadn't come on this podcast. So now I'm pretty glad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good franchise. It's top. I mean, like literally top of the top in terms of like opulence and luxury. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool to see. Um, and I do like how they're giving us like a, a peek into a, a different culture and the cast seems pretty pretty interesting like they actually seem like they're friends but they're they kind of come from various like countries and and things like that so yeah i'm excited yeah i think they did a great job with the casting and uh, it feels like this group has a lot of room to explore when it comes to their relationships and right off the bat I liked in that kind of intro sequence where they're they're showing like their heads in the dots with like the, <laughs> the lines connecting and they're like, yes. okay, so like Lisa and Ayana are friends and they're both friends with Caroline, but some but Caroline doesn't get along with who? And like it's I think it's it's nice to see because if it was a group where they had just kind of been like, Okay, we've got this girl, this girl, this girl, yeah. like you wouldn't 
it would feel fake if they tried to really like create those relationships. Totally. I will say I was confused by the amounts of double naming. Like I thought one of, I thought there was a cast member named Brooke and I'm like, wait, no, that's just her. <laughs> I'm like, who's Brooks? Like I, I was so fucking confused and I had to go look it up after and everything. So I think for the time being, I think we're going to, we can call Caroline Stanbury, Caroline. Yes. And Caroline Brooks can be Brooks. And are there two Chanel's also like the other, <laughs> the model, her, her name is Chanel Ion, right? And they just call her Ion. Yeah. Like that's a little confusing to me too, because like her in like the taglines, like it says Ion, like that's yeah. like her like official housewife name. But then like when she has lunch with Lisa, Lisa's like, there's, you know, there, there can be drama and there's both sides, but like, I'm always team Chanel. I'm like, so you call her Chanel? Like, it's, I don't get it. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like whenever there's a new show, it's always like, okay, like I first of all, I have to remember like what you all look like. And yeah, then, that. And then what your names are and then like who's friends with who and who's like fake friends with who. And it's good that there's so much happening in the first episode. But yes. also it's like, okay, let me let me quickly wrap my mind around. I know. I also watched it on my old laptop, so it was pretty low res. So I think I'm going to rewatch it and not recognize anybody. Okay. Because their faces were all like so blurry. I will say this is a first world problem, but sometimes when you get the screener, it looks like it was filmed on like a toaster. And I'm like, I know this isn't supposed to be like final error quality, but like. Then that's good. (laughs) Like mama's blurry. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I can't make out any of these ladies' faces. So I got to go look at their bios on bravo.com. I'm interested. So you you haven't watched Ladies of London, correct? No. What is your... I'm curious to get from a non-Ladies of London viewer, what's your kind of read on Caroline Stanbury from this? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I was like, wait a second, haven't I heard that name before? I Googled her and I was like, eh, probably not. I'm not so into like the British tabloids. <laughs> um, I, I didn't... I I, her, I feel like her relationship is suspect. Okay. Um, that seems off, but I, you know, I didn't I didn't mind her too much. I thought the bachelorette party drama was kind of absurd because it's like, yeah, no shit, you're not gonna invite someone that you don't know or like to your bachelorette party. Like, I don't get why that was made into a federal case. Right. I liked that Sarah was kind of like, well, I wasn't there. I don't, I don't care. It was, it was like for, right. for her friends. And even for what's her name? See, this is my problem. Even for what's her name to be like, Ayan was the other one who wasn't there. Ayan, but like the, the woman who told her like, Oh yeah. You know, she only invited important people. Like, why would you get upset about that? Like you are not important to this lady. Facts. Right. right. She's not saying that you're like an insignificant human on the face of the earth. Like I, what, what the fuck? Yeah. It felt like Ion kind of was like almost a little bit like Dorit kind of in bad faith with the safe space thing. She's totally. like, she's like taking the word important to be like gospel truth. And she's like, she said that I'm like the scum of the earth. And it's like, no, like I'm inviting no. the people who are important to me or like yeah. that it's important that I have you at my hen party. Right. And I did love though a few times in the episode, Caroline Stanbury was like, well, only so many people fit on the boat. And it's like, I mean, there's six there people in the so cast. There were so many people like, on that boat. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like there were like 24 women and you could only invite half. Like, yeah, exactly. If you, I mean, I think sometimes on these shows they're, you can tell when something is like a filming event and everybody's invited kind of regardless of relationships or when something is like Caroline's actual bachelorette party yeah. that is ha- that is being filmed and therefore like her friends on the show will be there. But like she didn't, it's not like elementary school Valentine's where you have to bring Facts. one for everyone in the class. <laughs> 
sex. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like this felt like her real event. Whereas then you have like Nina's say la vie rooftop dinner. And it's like, <laughs> this is a filming event. Like yeah. there's, there's six of you at this table. Half of you who like already can't stand each other. Like this is for the show. I know that was also, I was like, wow, you guys have not even really interacted that much and already <laughs> at each other's throats. I know. And I think when the, so when the trailer for the season came out a couple weeks ago, people were kind of like, I think people were excited just like to have a new show and it looked luxurious and all this, but like the trailer was not especially explosive. It didn't seem like necessarily there was going to be like intense drama or that much conflict. And so I think this episode and this dinner was kind of a out of left field. It's like, Oh, like you're like outwardly saying you dislike certain people and like you're calling each other fake. You're saying who's jealous of who Brooks is insulting Ion's wig. And then Ion is insulting Brooks's face. Oh my God. God. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we're no, we're going there in episode one. And that makes me like more excited for the rest of the season. Cause I'm like, I thought we were going to kind of be at this like baseline of maybe not that much drama, but if this is the first time you're interacting as a group, then the sky's the limit kind of. Oh yeah, it's true. I mean, it might go the way of Salt Lake City and kind of peter out in the middle and mm-hmm. then kind of ramp up at the end, but also a lot of seasons do that. So it should right. be good. I think also some people I've noticed, and I talked about this yesterday with my, with Dave Quinn, but it's like some people just like don't want to be happy when they're watching these shows. Facts. And I saw people on, I was on Twitter last night during the episode and like, I saw people literally like 15 minutes into the episode being like, ugh, this show is boring. And it's like... It's going to be boring for 15 minutes. (laughs) Right. Like, first of all, I don't understand. It it was an hour. It was a 75 minute long episode. It was long. If you're 10 minutes into the show and being like, eh, snooze. Like, why do you think you know yet the whole vibe of the show? Yeah. But also it's like, I certainly didn't think this was a boring episode. No. Taken as a whole. And I've talked to now... You know, I went. I was at a screening of it the other day. Like, I've talked to a lot of people online. Like, I just if you if you think like this is a boring hour of TV, then like maybe maybe you just are like sick of watching Housewives or something. Yeah, like, no, it's true. Like, then how did you make it through like the first season of Potomac? Like, you because that, that was <laughs> it was fun, but it was a little bit odd. Um, but I think if if explosive fights on episode one aren't enough for you, like what do I you think, want? I think some people set like an imaginary bar in their heads of like, what is like good. And it, it reminds me like my, my sister is the kind of shopper where like when she's shopping for clothes, she has like a garment in her head that she has made up in her mind. Oh, that I is do this. The, <laughs> ideal, the ideal dress. Yes. And it, Probably doesn't exist. Yes, and then you get mad that it doesn't exist. <laughs> right, and you're going to like you're going to like Macy's, and you're like, why don't they have the dress that I conjured up in my brain? <laughs> yep, agree. I do. And that. I feel like people do that with Housewives, where it's like, no, like, what are you imagining to be this like good episode that this is falling short of? Because right. I don't, I don't think in any like real metric this was like a boring episode. No, of or you like want season three drama in the pilot and that's just never going to happen. You have to world build, you know, we need to know like that's who true. These people are. And I think we get some really good moments in this first episode of just kind of like meeting these women and seeing like specific things that sort of like show us who they are. Like I loved seeing that scene, uh, Lisa's house with her sons where she's getting $1,200 worth of ice delivered to the pool absurd to cool it down for her kids and then they're like in the tent and making s'mores and I'm like okay I her kids are 
the cutest. So cute. Is she the one with two apartments in the same no, city? That I was is like, ca- that, is Caroline, that is Caroline Brooks. Somebody told me that they, she's like, we have our, our home in the Palm Jumeirah, which is like all Emiratis, and I had to get permission to live there. And then we have our weekend home. Yeah, somebody, I was like, give me a fucking break. Somebody told me on Instagram that they like looked up the two neighborhoods and they're like a 15 minute drive apart. Why? I don't even get it. That just sounds stressful to me. I'm like, yeah. I want like even like sp- like spending the night at like not my apartment. I'm like, I don't have my stuff here. Like that's yeah. stressful. Like you have to have two two sets of stuff. I know you, your weekend home. Like absurd. what is that? Get a weekend home in in a different place. Like right, uh, go to like, seems absurd. like Abu Dhabi or something. I don't know how far away that is. Uh, yeah, me either. I'm, but it seems very silly to have. Oh, two homes in the same city. I know. I, I, but yeah, it's like fun to meet them. And, you know, hearing that Caroline Brooks was married and then got divorced and like chose to walk away with nothing so -hmm. that she could have custody of her son. Like that is a whole can of worms that I'm sure she has like a lot more to share there. And I'm interested to hear it. And then also the fact that Sarah, who's like the native Emirati one has been divorced and is clearly is in this like really interesting position of being a Muslim, being from this culture, but kind of having this like rebellious side and not kind of being what people would imagine to be like the, the like stereotypical Muslim woman. Like, I think that is so interesting and I'm excited that that is like an aspect of the show that's being discussed. Yeah. I thought that was especially interesting and how like, she and the other lady, again, I don't know Nina. anybody's name on this show, like are struggling to teach their kids Arabic. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's very relatable to like a lot of people. Yeah, I think that's, I'm sure that's relatable to a lot of people in the US who have like immigrant parents or yeah. are like first or second generation and like trying to keep that culture going. And I think that's something where like I don't spend that much time thinking about what Dubai is like, but that's not yeah. necessarily what I would picture i'm like oh yeah like probably everybody speaks arabic i don't know like right so it was cool to kind of get that like discussion happening right off the bat and i'm interested to see where that goes me too i am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests pollen and seasonal allergies April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? 
Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I want to get your thoughts on this argument at the end at the oh, say la vie dinner are you feeling more team caroline brooks or team ayan or are you kind of just like i don't know go at it i didn't get why everybody was accusing caroline brooks of like being a liar and co- sort of stirring the pot i was like i don't i don't know that she made a joke like i think she made a comment that is true that got interpreted in the dumbest and worst possible way so I'm kind of with her on this one. Yeah, I do feel a little bit like Ayan came to that dinner looking for it yes, a little bit. I think she was ready to like start some shit. Because right off the bat, when they're, I mean, it makes sense. The last time most of these women have seen each other was at the bachelorette party. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. The bachelorette party is going to come up in conversation. Right. And when she's like, why are we talking about this? I wasn't there. If I wasn't there, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to hear about it. Talk about something else that I can contribute to. And it's like, I like, I understand. Yeah. I understand feeling. I mean, like we've all been in that position where it's like, Oh, like that sounded, I guess that sounds fun. Like, yeah. cool. But she like, could have definitely worded that request right. better. Cause that is a little, it's like reasonable, but she worded it in the most demanding way. She but, seems she seems like somebody who uh, is used to getting what she wants facts. and asking for it kind of however she feels like it. I agree. But I think it's also fair for them to be like, we're going to recap this for like two minutes and you can just sit tight. Right. Not pro- that it won't kill you. Honestly, the producers on the show are probably like, OK, like chat about what you did last time, like catch up since you haven't since the bachelorette party. Like, what have you been up to? Like. It's not, that's like normal human conversation. Right. And I'm nosy, so I'd want to know what went on. Right. And like, <laughs> but it is funny to me that after Ayan has like made the request that, or demand that they stop talking about it, Caroline Brooks is kind of like poking the bear a little bit. Cause she's like, oh my God, it was so fun. We had so many <laughs> drinks. Wasn't yep. it fun? We were so drunk. Yes, totally. <laughs> like, I think they both seem to have this like, natural inclination to just like pick at each other yeah which it could get old depending on (laughs) depending on how frequently it happens or like the way that it happens but in this first episode I'm like okay uh, this is spicy I like it yeah I think it's gonna get explosive because neither of them seem like they back down ever totally uh well Thank you so much for for stopping yes, by and chatting. Thank you for having me and putting me on to this new show. Of of course, <laughs> y- you got to keep watching so you can come back. I definitely will. <laughs> Amazing. And remind everyone where they can listen to you, follow you, and see your live show. Yes, uh, you can listen to Not Another True Crime podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, see us live on June fifth. That's Sunday. And tickets are at betches.co slash natc live. And follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lamim. Amazing. And thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. 
Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.